Welcome to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. This week, uh, we're doing a little bit something special because uh, Gridiron West is starting their season next weekend. So this weekend, uh, this week and ongoing, uh, we are going to be providing weekly content for GW uh, just because I felt, like I said, I felt so bad that I did not have enough uh, information about the teams over there when we started this podcast we went through a couple of the teams uh, when we started but I wanted to get a little bit more in depth and invite some more of our gridiron family onto the show so tonight I have with me uh, Marie Rowe and Lou Devine welcome guys to the podcast thank you thank you I'm excited thank you me too it's good mm-hmm. good to get the information out there yeah, definitely. And you guys, you guys have been like, you know, we've said on the podcast before, you guys are kind of uh, at the stage where we were a couple of years ago. So it's going to be interesting to see where you guys go. So anything that we can do to help you falling into the trap that the other states have fallen into by helping lift participation. That's the aim of this podcast. And also just to share, share the word, share the word. Whatever it is you want to do a life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Give us a little bit of a background on each of yourself. Lou, let's start with you. You've just come back from baby. Now, I, f- I feel you. Uh, motherhood is... <laughs> Motherhood is rough. Uh, so you've got little Tilly down there. And I think yep. you know, she's not, not much older than my littlest one, Lucas. Yep. So we've had a lot of banter, uh, mum, mm-hmm. football, back and <laughs> forth on socials for the last little while. But yep. how's, it, how's it come back? Now you're back in football. What's it like? Motherhood, football, coming back, all that sort of stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um, I think it's made a little bit easier that she's so cruisy. Um, So I've been lucky in that sense. Um, We've got a routine now, which is good. So someone will come look after her before I go to football. So I'll feed her and then it's a bit of a handball off to either my husband or I have to get like my mum to come over or my granny or my mother-in-law. And then it's, they take her, um, they put her to bed while I'm off at training, heading off to training. But once I'm at training, like she's in bed, so I can give it my all. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to look at my phone. It's so good. So we finally, I think, got got our routine um which means I can give 100% um at training so I can't I'm so excited I cannot wait to come back to football I love that you're like it's so easy now we've got a routine you wait (laughs) wait you wait because that changes it does yep I know well we thought we had a routine and then bam four month regression hit and we didn't know what hit us when that came so (laughs) oh dude I feel that so much we've just we're still kind of in the process of navigating that ourselves and once you add another one into the mix with uh, having two just is completely different ball game but similar to you (laughs) you know we do the whole handball off to someone usually it's my partner she's it's hard when you've got two parents involved in football it makes things so much more difficult Um, I, I don't know how how you guys did it. <laughs> oh, it's rough. It's rough. But, uh, you know, I was saying on the episode I did before, this one was uh, this weekend was the first time that um, Mackenzie and Lucas were both at football. And it was the first time Mackenzie actually had a sense of what was happening 
uh, while yeah. I was playing. So all she's been talking about this weekend is mama football. You know, she got our little mini helmets out. She put them on her baby. She's been playing football babies. Um, you know, so it's kind of fun and it, it's kind of nice uh, having family involved. And, you know, the babies just get so much more exposure to all these different aunties and all these types of people that, you know, that's the football environment that we love. It's such a good community. Um, but you're yeah. back, obviously, jumping back into quarterback, yeah. I'm assuming. Yep, yep, back into back into quarterback. So I was a little bit rusty the first couple of sessions. Um, my, my shoulder uh, is definitely feeling it still after each session, but no, it's good. Um, I'm excited. Like I just, yeah, I cannot wait for football to be back. And so the last time you played GW season, you were playing with the Perth Blitz. Um, and then yes. the last time that you played, uh, did you play again after 2018? Yep. So um, played the first four seasons and then had last season off um, with pregnancy and things like that. And then a baby. Um, so I'm back. So this will be my fifth season, but six for GW. Um, so I was with the Blitz for the first four. Um, but like what you guys were talking about with um, teams, it's those kind of older players that that keep a team together and I couldn't play because um, I was pregnant and then um, a few of the other long-term girls um, couldn't play and some had left and pretty much that was that was then our team like we crumbled (laughs) yep Um, so yeah and then there were a few administrative issues um, with Blitz, so then they changed into Vikings and it was it was tough for me anyway. So I work in Jinjin, so that's country um, WA, and I was travelling an hour and 45, two hours, um, every, like twice a week for trainings, um, and it was tough and I was, there was no way I would have been able to do that with Tilly. So I guess it was kind of a blessing um and yeah so with the Wolverines now which is a lot closer it's half an hour away which is great um so yeah I'm I'm excited I'm excited for a new team I'm excited for new girls um and to I guess share um what I know with them and also to get gain some knowledge from them as well because you can you can never know enough no that's very very true you cannot know enough Marie give us a little bit of background on yourself where you come from where you've been how long you've been involved in the league um, well, I started one year after the league started here. So this is my fifth year. Um, and funny enough, I started with the Wolverines <laughs> and that's where I got my extremely, um, tough football nickname of Nana because I was the oldest in WA to play. And I said, not doing that. So the next year I recruited someone who's 10 years older than me and she's still playing for the Wolverines. And somehow didn't get the great Nana nickname. So I feel like there's a little bit of something going on there. But anyway, the nickname followed me to rugby even. And now it's followed me to my third sport, Waka'ama. And I'm thinking probably it'll follow me to lawn bowls as well. So I'll be Nana forever. I I love that transition (laughs) from contact sport into lawn bowls. Like I've even said that myself. I'm like, yeah, that's my retirement sport. I'm in for that. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm practicing for retirement now. But um, yeah, I didn't do contact sports in high school. I was a swimmer and came to this late because my son played one year, two years for the Wolverines. And I was like, stuff this. I want to give it a go. So I've been playing ever since. And what position do you play? 
Um, I've played everything now because out here in the West, we don't have the luxury of picking a position in most cases. I guess Lou's been lucky. <laughs> but, and the, quarterbacks are unicorns, my friend. Like, you know, once yeah. you're there, you're there. But I feel you. I feel Look, you. last season when I went in as quarterback, you knew there was a problem. <laughs> Because we'd run out of everyone. There was only me and one other person. And they said, no. And I said, well, I'll do it. And it was horrible. But I've done everything now except for free safety through all that trauma. And I don't want to do free safety. Thank you very much. But I'm hoping I've had two ACL knee reconstructions. And I'm hoping that I can get back to my inside linebacker role, which I really like. Um, But like you guys are not even old. So stop saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, if, if Christy Moran was on this podcast, she'd be giving you the side eye. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's my background, my experience. And I left the Wolverines to expand the women's league and to start a new team for the jets. At the same time, the Valkyries started a first time ever women's club um, up in the Hills And we had seven teams last year. Sadly, we're down to six this year because the Titans have folded and couldn't put together a squad for the year. Um, Most of their players have gone to the Broncos, meaning that the Broncos now have heaps more even than they used to have. Um, But for me, it's like, well, less game time. (laughs) So I'm happy to be on a little bit smaller squad, but at the same time, keeping the league growing, hopefully. Yeah. And I think that we all get to that point, you know, a a good couple of years into all of our seasons where we go, okay, this is, this has been really fun, but you really like something new. So going out and, and I think helping other teams start up is so important for our league because you can't just start a team out of thin air, you know, so you, you need those veteran players to come over to provide experience, to provide confidence and, and, you know, just keep, keep building using social connections and all that sort of stuff so that's really really good um you know from a development point of view you guys are going to nine aside this year yes yeah so we've um we've stayed at nine oh yep staying at nine Staying at nine. So there were talks of um, 11 aside. Um, But look, I would love to go to 11 aside, but developmentally that the te- we just the teams don't have the numbers yet like every single season um there's players that get injured and until we have a couple of seasons where teams don't have to forfeit because they don't have players um yeah so I think we'll get there hopefully um but yeah until we have solid numbers and a solid base um I think we'll probably stay um stay at nine aside yeah, they're pushing. Think, they're pushing really hard. Yeah, but, and push yeah. for it. I mean, yeah, definitely push for it. But what I love um, about what you guys are doing over there is you give the opportunities to play the eleven aside because you've hold, you held, and you have done uh, that eleven aside exhibition game for the last couple of years. And and I think that that's what uh, you know the other states were missing out on. I know GV did it back in the day, really, really early on. Uh, G. GQ did it with their 11 aside season. GNSW haven't done it yet, yet I've been pushing for the last, I don't know how long, pulling out my hair as we do every single week. Um, but I think that providing that opportunity is at least something and that's that development and that pathway leading back into nationals, you know. So it's it's looking really strong over there um, for you guys. 
but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this, the teams that we've got this year. So we've got over there, we've got um, the Claremont Jets, we've got the West Coast Wolverines, we've got the Perth Broncos, the Rockingham Vipers, the Hills Valkyries. Who am I missing? Curtain Saints. Curtain Saints. So that's six, yep. six teams. Yeah, six teams. Yeah, six. Yeah, nice. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so now that, uh, you know, one club has folded and now all those players have distributed themselves, how's the season kind of looking for you guys? Is it all teams like pretty solid with numbers? Are some teams struggling? Is is there a big discrepancy in numbers across the league yet or is everything just kind of yeah, nice and from fair? Everything that I've, sorry, from everything that I've seen, um, everyone except for the Broncos is pretty much at equal numbers. Um, obviously they got a big boost from, um, the Titans and Wolverines were lower, like before some of the Blitz girls loot, I don't know how many Blitz girls came, um, this year, but I think that it's boosted up the Wolverines. So they're probably looking better than they would have and better than they did last year, certainly. But as far as the Saints, the Jets, the Valkyries and the Vipers, I think they're all pretty much around 20, maybe 22, Oh, and that's rough. That's rough for nine aside. I mean, we're we're finding those kind of numbers rough for seven aside at the moment. So, you know, I think and finding that magic formula number is really difficult. You know, and you know, over here when you're playing seven aside, you go, okay, if I've got a team of twenty five, we are competitive, and then some. At nine aside, you want at least twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. I mean, thirty is ideal. Um, any more than that, and you're kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, you know, we've got a couple of teams over here we've got a team over here with 25 at seven aside and we know that those girls aren't getting as much game time so it's it's a it's a specific formula that you have to figure out which works of game time versus backups and injuries and all that sort of stuff so it's a it's a hard balance to get right yeah we um sorry there were six six seven of us that um came over um so when everyone gets registered um our numbers are actually um they're pretty good we've got we've got about 30 if not more than 30 um and I think I had that first season at Blitz and it was amazing it was good because like you know what happens there's injuries upon injuries and just life, life in general as well. So you kind of need more. But um, I'm actually surprised at that number of 2022 um, because, yeah, I heard differently. I heard a few teams didn't quite have that many um, and they probably only had about 15. Um, But that's what it was last year. Like teams had maybe 15 to 18 last year um and that was it so believe it or not we've actually I think we'll probably have more registered players this year with less teams than what we did last year with seven um which is awesome that's so awesome to hear for our sport as well and that's what we need we need more numbers yeah I agree. and I think that if you can if you can keep I mean, if you can keep a stable number of overall participation in the league, um, whether that means more teams or less teams, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's about the individual numbers that you've got playing the sport, you know, at any given season. So if you can roughly keep, uh, you know, keep that number consistent over years, that means you're doing a good job. Definitely. Guys, let's roll into our first uh, segment for tonight, which is uh, the breakdown. It's do or die. 
one game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously your season starts uh, October 1st, which is next weekend, um, and uh, lots of fun games coming up. But the one that we want to feature tonight is the West Bowl rivalry game between the Rockingham Vipers and the Perth Broncos. Marie, talk to us a little bit about this Broncos team. Uh, you know, obviously injection of numbers with other players, more experienced players coming into the team yeah. and an already experienced team. Uh, what's the yeah. Broncos looking like and, and how do you think this first game is going to go for them? Yeah, um, firstly, I just have to point out that the Broncos were knocked out of the West Bowl last year by the Wolverines and they're going to be gunning. <laughs> to get back into it this year. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how they gel with so many new players coming over. Um, however, I know that they've now got, you know, a strong quarterback that's come from the Titans. I can't remember her name. Luke can tell me in a minute. Um, but they've also got backups, strong backups with Struth and Emily. And they had, um, I don't know how many, but there's quite a few of the linebackers that went to Outback that are now playing for the Broncos. So their defense is going to be really, really strong. At the same time, the Vipers have a tried and true quarter, true quarterback who's very, very stable in Xanthi and she can pass. They also love the run play. So that's going to hit the um, Broncos defense hard. Um, but then again, the Vipers do have three nickelbacks that went to Outback as well. So their defense is amazingly strong um, as well. So it could just come down to can the um, Vipers defense outdo the Broncos run and pass options that they now seem to have, or will the Broncos just be too strong with all the players that they now have at their disposal? And will they just run over the top? I don't know. I played the all-stars exhibition game with the uh, Vipers girls and I'd have to say they're probably going to do it. (laughs) Because they don't back down from anything and they don't care who you are or who you've got that's new. They just go hard and they don't know any other way to go. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely remember, you know, we did the coverage uh, of the West Bowl last year and we did focus a little bit in on the Broncos and the Vipers and some of those more established teams. And I think that that's what I remember most about uh, talking about the Vipers was that how big they were, how, uh, you know, how hard no smash mouth football attitude that they have, especially up in those trenches, you know, uh, you know, big girls can get some work done. Lou, what's the thought uh, for your, what's your thought on the first game coming out? Is it going to be a, I mean, a, a battle for battle because we're looking at two experienced teams who have come up against each other, but now have these new, new players come in that are experienced and out back. And I think it's going to be an interesting time for everybody over there, given the outback situation, because these girls are just coming in with so much more knowledge than anyone's had before. What's your thoughts here, Lou? So I was thinking about this today, um, and it's actually a lot tougher to predict um, than than what I thought. Um, so like um, Marie was saying, you, they're, they're both predominantly run. They're both predominantly run teams. Um 
their, their pass game isn't that strong. Um, I didn't actually realise that the um, the Titans QB went over. From what I heard, she actually isn't playing this season. So that's new for me that she actually went over um, because I got told by one of the Outback girls that she actually isn't playing anymore. Um, so if she is playing, um, that's a big game changer for the Broncos. Um, and that means they probably have a run and a pass game um, with their pass game being a bit stronger than what the Vipers is. Um, but the the Vipers run game is just unbelievable. Um, they are like bulldozer after bulldozer after bulldozer. So I think it's their number four last year um, is just an absolute beast. And I think you put in one of, put up a um, message and I commented and I was like, number four for Vipers. She is just crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think if you, if you can stop the Vipers run game, then you win the game. But nice. you need to you need to be able to stop that Vipers run game. Um, so you need to get those tackles low and it can't just be one person tackling. Um, like we were saying, like these are some big girls and they're rugby girls. So they know how to hit, they know how to fend off. So it needs to be gang tackles. It can't just be that one-on-one because the one-on-one isn't going to get it. I think I was watching, I was doing some scout today on the Vipers and there were six, I think, Wolverines on this number four and she was still getting yards with driving her legs so it's going to be all about um, gang tackles I think but I think if the Broncos can stop Vipers run game um, and not allow them to get so many yards and not allow them to score early um, Broncos will do it but if not um, it'll be it'll be a blowout to the Vipers I think. It'll be interesting to see whose um, sources are correct on the Titans quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, love, I love this tea already. I mean, it, it it's so exciting because we all know how it goes like leading up to the season. You're trying to get as much intel as possible. You're trying to, you know, work all the pieces, put together all the Lego pieces in your head. But like you said, Lou, you know, it all comes down to registrations and pushing for those registrations is, I swear to God, the hardest thing that you could possibly do because, you know, getting them on the field is the easy part, getting them registered is hard uh you know and and it's unfortunate that you know it, it it takes so long that actually team lists don't get confirmed until like the deadline for when you have to get registrations in for the week before first game so you're sitting there and you're checking your emails waiting for these team sheets to come out and you're like what am i looking at who are these people are their jersey numbers right and revolutionized is that what i'm looking at on the field and then you're trying to go back and find past film it, it it's a whole process and if anyone's ever spent the time to scout as heavily as we have, you would understand how much of a headache that is. But it sounds like it's going to be a cracker of a game. Marie, uh, other games, so round one, what other games you guys got going on? Um, Well, you've got the Wolverines, of course, with uh, their combo team and a really good coach, as you know, Kev Wilson. Um, It'd be interesting to see how you all gel Wolverines and come together with what traditionally has been been uh, running same as the Vipers smash mouth game and now you've got that uh, opportunity to pass it a little bit more probably Um, the Valkyries on the other hand are coming off of their inaugural season they 
by the end of last season, we're showing real growth and real steps in advancing. So I think everyone's excited to see how the Valkyries do this year because like they could surprise a few of us, I think, with their second season. And then you've got the Saints versus us, the Jets. Um, we, again, are a combination of people straight off the street that don't know anything and a few little sprinklings of people who have played a little bit before. And um, we're feeling more positive about our, our offensive line, being able to hold <laughs> the defense a little bit longer than one second and um, maybe even get a pass off or two, we're hoping. Um, but the defense, when we come up against the Saints, we'll have to really work because they have a very good established quarterback in Sally and they can run it and they can throw it. So the linebackers in particular and our safeties and corners, they're all going to really have to work. Oh yeah. Sidearm Sally, you know, and she would have picked up, uh, you know, so much, so much learning being over at Outback, you know, and that assistant coach role, uh, just even just spending time around some of the coaches over there. She definitely would have picked up some tricks from uh, Matthew Jenkins. That's for sure. Lou, your first game. Uh, sorry, who was that coming up against again? Against the Valkyries. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. So Wolverines versus Valkyries. Uh, what are you expecting out of your first game? Uh, I'm expecting a strong RPO game. So um, we do have the Smash Mouth girls. Um, we've got the, yeah, the the rugby girls, um, but we've also got the receivers as well. So um, I'm excited. Like this is probably, I don't think I've been as excited about a season before as what I am with this. Um, just you know, when like you just, your offense seems complete. That's, I think that's what this feels like. And I mean, we've still got a lot of learning to do together, um, coming off, like not playing last season and then having a few running backs who I've never played with before. Um, so timings and things like that, we definitely need to tweak. Um, but we've, we have clicked um, and we click straight away. It's just about tweaking little things now, but it feels good. It feels really, really good. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, what offense, um, what we can do. Um, and obviously defense as well, because we need defense to stop the ball um, so we can get back on. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be really good. Um. Yeah, I'm re- I'm positive. <laughs> Hang on, I've just got a plane going over. This is a downfall of doing podcasts outside because everyone's asleep inside. Um, <clears throat> Lou, I haven't seen you this excited, I think, since 2018 Nationals. Like, you were, you were so excited to be there uh, over in Perth, uh, getting it done. Um, you know, coming up against you was really, really fun. And, you know, it, it's so, <laughs> so good to see you uh, back in the game and, and giving your, your expertise and your knowledge uh, to the rest of, of your league over there. Guys, this has been amazing. Uh, I can't wait to do this every single week. Uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really good to be able to give you guys the coverage. And, and I'm so glad that we have the platform to do so. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to get some of your, uh, your crew on and, and, you know, they just, they do it differently over in the West. So I'm, I'm glad to, glad to be here for the ride, but let's wrap this up uh, tonight, guys, with our rapid fire question. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Rapid fire for tonight is 
Who's taking out West Bowl 2022? Lou, let's start with you. Our Wolverines, of course, right? <laughs> of course, you can be biased. I said this in the show notes. I'm like, guys, you can't be biased. That's completely fine. But you have to have a reason to back it up. What's the reason that you're going to win the West Bowl? Uh, because we're not going to allow Vipers to go three in a row. So at the moment, it's Vipers two, Blitz were two, and Broncos one. Um, and Wolverines have an injection of a good few players. So, um, yeah, their game from last season has only gotten stronger um, and it's expanded more as well. And especially when you've got um, Coach Kev that's come over and just shared all of his knowledge with the girls, they are just in awe of someone that can not only coach but can actually coach women as well. And that's the difference that he's made over there too. So, um I think we're I think we're going to be strong. So it's going to be tough and um definitely against a couple of teams, but 100 percent backing my team all the way. Love it. So if you if you end up making it to the West Bowl, that'll be West Bowl second, second West Bowl for you if you pull this off just in a different color shade of blue. No, so um I've won two, lost one. So this will be my fourth. Ooh. Yeah, in my in my fourth, yeah. All right, love that for you. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a member of 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 the four four time championship club, so hopefully that comes off, uh, and you can join me over here. It's nice over here. Uh, <laughs> Marie, uh, who's winning the West Bowl 2022? Give me your take. Well, I wouldn't be sad if it was the Wolverines because looking at where they came from, where they started, the journey that they've been on. Um, it's not like they wouldn't deserve it. They definitely have worked hard and continue to work hard. And I'm hearing great things um, from my friends there. Um, however, I'm going to have to say the Vipers because I think they're going to go three for three. I think they are. And do they deserve it? Hell yeah. I think they do because they continue to be strong every year. They don't let up. They're relentless. They have good coaching every year. They have players that are dedicated every year. And I think that that dangling of a three-peat cherry out there is going to just be pretty hard to overcome. And I think that they can do it. Yeah, look, I mean, having done three back-to-back myself, I mean... I can, I can kind of speak to the fact of how, uh, you know, they say that they don't give up and, and I love everything that you're hearing about that, but your third time is a little bit different because you have to not be complacent. So as long as they cannot get complacent that they're just going to walk straight in uh, to the West Bowl this year, then they should be in on pretty good form. Um, look, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to go the Broncos. I'm going to go the Broncos to win the West Bowl um, just because I had such a great chat with Struth uh, the other week, and I'm a big fan of Kelly Hopkins, um, even though she's not as involved in the game as much anymore. But look, I mean, I love what you guys are doing over there, uh, and it's going to be a really great season to be a part of. And I'm glad that, you know, Mojo's jumping on board uh, this year of all years, um, just because there's so much happening around Australia for our sport, um, despite the fact nothing is happening at a national level and above. But that's that's a topic for another episode with you guys. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on that. But guys, thank you so much for jumping on the show this week. Um, closing remarks, anything you got? Good luck for this weekend. Uh, thanks. Uh, Good luck, Lou. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, you two. Um, if I am on next week, I'll probably have um, some ice or some strapping or a brace or something like that because I don't know how I'm going to be with all those that. hits. And um, we all know I'm not the stay-in-the-pocket kind of quarterback, So, but I, I am excited to see just how sore my body's feeling. So I can't wait. Bring it on. Can't wait for that first hit. Oh, hey, look, I, I played my first game this weekend and uh, I've, I have not been this bruised in years. You know, we obviously didn't play last season, so it's been a while for me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling new and, you know, after taking some time off and, you know, getting older and like you said you are not a stay in the stay in the pocket quarterback so you're going to be running out there make sure you run out you know don't don't take any unnecessary hits Lou preserve the body that well it (laughs) is I mean but you know we've got to be like Tom Brady and preserve ourselves we could play to we're 45 it's okay we can do this You can uh, do. Yeah. I still remember. I still remember that time we ran into each other and just bounced right off at nationals, and oh, we had the big yes. smile on our faces. <laughs> oh, it was the best. It was the actual best. I often play that, that when I'm feeling bad about myself. Uh, just to make myself <laughs> feel a little bit better. Going, I did this, and that was Ludivine, and yeah. Oh, mm. that was good. Go get it. <laughs> Go get it. All right, my guys. final thought. My final thought is just pray for us because they're trying a running clock this year. Okay. Even though we okay. have low numbers, a lot of the teams have low numbers. It should be interesting to see how long that lasts um, with the running clock, which we're not, or, sorry, they're using regular right. clock, not yeah. running clock. Same, same so over that'll here. be the first time, regular clock. Same over here. So they're trialing the exact same over here in, in New South Wales. And I can tell you, I've never played a longer game of football in my life than I did yesterday. The first half was excellent. Um, actually, no, I lie. The first half was the longest half I've ever played in my life, but then the mercy rule kicked in and it was a running clock. So I was kind of happy about that. Um, but yeah, be prepared to be playing some long games. Like tiredness is a real thing. Yeah. And I think the mercy rule and the stopping at halftime because we don't have any more players is going to happen a lot more than what they predicted, but I'm excited for the season to see what happens. And I'm just happy that we still have six, uh, teams in the league and, Let's go. Let's go. You heard it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. Like I said, this is the very first edition of the Gridiron West edition. Uh, We're going to be bringing you weekly updates. So everyone out in GW land, tag a mate, share with your friends, uh, tell all your friends to download the episode, subscribe to all our channels. We are on all socials at Mojo Sports Network and in partnership with the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia social media pages. We will be getting out some content. If you guys have any videos, highlights from your games, please send them in to us because I want to share more content. Uh, if you guys have anyone else that want to be on the show, please get in touch with us, get in touch with Marie, get in touch with Lou. Um, and hopefully we'll be seeing some other familiar faces, uh, from GW on the podcast sometime soon, but that's it for us tonight, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap this up and hopefully we're going to see you guys next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about 
Australia's best kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.